0: Good morning United Church of Marco Island. What a blessing it is to be with all of you this morning and though we are distant we are near in the spirit. I especially look forward to being with many of you this coming Sunday May the 10th at 10 o'clock for in-person worship here in the sanctuary. What a joy it will be to be all together. Our sermon series for this spring concludes today with an eighth miracle, or sign, in John's Gospel. It is the story of Jesus walking on water from John chapter 6, verses 16 through 24. Hear now the word of God. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake, where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed three or three and a half times, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water and they were terrified. But he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake Realized that only one boat had been there and that jesus had not entered it with his disciples But that they had gone away alone Then some boats from tiberius landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the lord had given thanks Once the crowd realized that neither jesus nor his disciples were there They got into the boats and went to capernaum in search of jesus This is the word of god for us the people of god thanks be to God. Let us pray. Wise and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you today and always. Amen. Emily and family surely attest, I know that I have a personal quirk about myself when it comes to driving. Whenever I drive by a church marquee sign, I will read the words on the sign for everyone in my car to hear, and then I will offer up some unsolicited theological comments about the sign. Well, just the other day, I was driving in my car, and I rode past a church, and on the marquee sign, there was this saying, If God is your co-captain during the coronavirus storm, switch seats. I got a laugh out of that sign, for really and truly, it's an important spiritual lesson. When we think that we are in control of a certain storm or certain situation, we are truly not. We would be wise to switch seats with God who is always in control. The disciples in our scripture passage this morning learned this spiritual lesson from Jesus who offered to them an amazing miracle at just the right time. You'll recall the story from John chapter six. Once upon a time, the disciples were out in the middle of the sea, and a large storm came with gale force winds, and you can imagine uh, water uh, perhaps bashing up against the side of their boat, and the disciples looked and saw a ghostly figure walking toward them, and uh, Jesus said to all of them, it is I, do not be afraid. The disciples then let jesus on board their boat jesus calmed the storm and navigated that boat safely to the shore friends the most important spiritual lesson i learned from the story of jesus calming the storm in john chapter 6 is this whenever we go through a storm in our lives we would be wise to switch seats we would be wise to put Jesus behind the wheel as captain and allow Jesus to steer that boat for us through the storm into a better place. I wanna take a quick moment and ask you all a personal question. Where do you feel as though you are amidst a storm this very morning? Perhaps it's some storm that was created for you thanks to the coronavirus and all of the ways that it is unpredictable. Or perhaps it is a storm that came to you that you didn't expect that was either medical or some kind of a relationship struggle or some struggle within your family. Or maybe it's a storm about a certain situation or circumstances that is out in the future and, and that storm of worry is there with you this very morning. Or perhaps it is the storm of what is going to happen next when I walk out of my home after this stay-at-home order, what will the world be like now throughout the summer and into October? Where do you find yourself this morning in the middle of, of a storm for all of us who find ourselves in the middle of life's storms God whispers to me in and through this scripture switch seats switch seats let Jesus on board allow Jesus to come on board and take the wheel of that boat and Jesus will steer you to safety better than you can on your own some scholars are quick to point out, and this is interesting to note, what might have been the source of the disciples' fear in this moment. Of course, the source of their fear was the storm, but there may have even been a fear here in this text that was beyond the storm. For it's only after Jesus shares back with the disciples, it is I, do not be afraid, that the disciples bring Jesus onto their boat and give him the wheel. It may have been in this text that the disciples' greatest fear was their fear of having to relinquish control, their fear of bringing Jesus on board that ship and having to give up the wheel. For it is a fear that we all experience and it is a temptation that we all have, namely the temptation to want to be in control of the storm. When it comes to control, I'm reminded of a prayer that uh, theologian and author Dallas Willard said that he prays nearly every morning. He says, God, I am wanting you to control my universe. God, I am not in control of the traffic. God, I am not in control of my boss. God, I am not in control of my teenage children. God, I am not in control of what is going to happen to me this afternoon. God, I am not in control of anything in my life, but forgive me, O oh God, for I will try to be in control. The great British theologian C.S. Lewis put it another way. He said that the problem with our world is not that people believe there is no God, it's that people believe there is a God, and I am it. How Badly, you and I want to be in control, especially when the storms of our lives come. I remember a personal story of a literal storm that was coming our way, Hurricane Irma back in uh Uh, The summer of 2017 And I remember there was a moment As the storm was approaching uh, Southwest Florida That I was sitting in front of the computer In my office at church And I was watching the cone And the trajectory of the storm And I was quite literally From my office chair Bending my body in a certain direction To steer the storm away As though I was in control Of that storm And you know, just recently in that same office chair as the governor was uh, delaying and uh, putting forth his uh, plan of action to reopen the state following the stay-at-home order, I was there in my office state doing the exact same thing, wanting to control the storm. I mean, I had written four different reopening plans before the governor announced his. And I remember just thinking to myself in that moment, mark how badly do you want to be in control amidst the storm it's my temptation and perhaps it's your temptation this very morning to want to be in control of that storm but the good news of this text is when we are trusting enough to allow jesus to come on board and take the wheel of that boat that is our lives, Jesus can navigate that storm in a way that's better than all of us. Scholars are also quick to point out about this miracle in John chapter six, that part of what differentiates this miracle from other miracles in John's gospel and other miracles in the Bible is that Jesus is displaying his power here not just over an individual person or demonstrating that he can heal um, an individual? Jesus is demonstrating his power in this miracle over creation itself. I am the one disciples who can calm this storm. If Jesus truly has that power to calm a literal storm, then he as captain of the ship than we in the middle of the storm or let me offer up uh, two different analogies Uh, this past week on wednesday one of the news stories that many of us missed due to all of the news stories related to the coronavirus was the story about the asteroid uh, that uh, flew by earth early wednesday morning of course missed the earth and if Jesus and God are in control of that asteroid, who is better in steering the ship? Is it the one who is in control of all creation, or is it me and you? Or another example, on Thursday of this past week, the city of Marco Island opened our beaches And many residents were reflecting upon the power of a sunrise and of a sunset. And they were talking about the strength that that gave them. If Jesus truly is the Lord over all creation of that sunrise and of that sunset, then who really is better to be captaining the ship in the middle of the storm? Is it Jesus or is it me and you? Surely the one who is able to have control over all creation and to calm the storm is the one who can bring us through the storm so much better than ourselves. I know in recent days as I've been speaking with Samantha Arago, the uh, manager of our bargain basket about reopening the bargain basket and about uh, reopening uh, the church for worship, one of the memories that i have been replaying in my mind over and over again has been the reopening of the bargain basket and of the church following hurricane irma the situations were similar in some ways but different uh of course in others and i remember uh just following hurricane irma there was a parishioner and she was up in the midwest and uh, she wrote me a very uh, lengthy and, and kind email about uh, her experience in watching the hurricane from her home in the Midwest coast uh, Southwest Florida. And she uh, shared that with me in her email that she had prayed uh, that the storm would do uh, less damage, that God would steer the storm away And um, uh, her prayer, uh, she thought, was answered in that uh, the storm did not do as much damage as it was originally uh, intended, and that the uh, sea levels uh, did not rise like the experts quite thought that they would, and the storm began to weaken on the back side, coming through as a category three as opposed to a category four or five. And at the end of her email back to me and sharing with me that she had prayed uh, all of these prayers, she said, do you believe That God answered my prayer to calm that storm. And there I was in that same office chair. You know, the one where I was veering the storm away with my own body. The one where I had written four reopen plans before Governor DeSantis released his. I was in that chair and I had to decide when I replied back to her whether or not I would answer yes or no. I took a deep breath and in an act of faith, I wrote back to her on email, yes, I do believe that God has the power to steer a storm away, to calm a storm, and to navigate us through it. But in writing that email back, I remember feeling this tension of who is truly in control of the storm. Is it Mark Williams or is it God who has power over the entire universe and creation? I'll close with a story that I love to tell about control and God's control over the creation. It's the story of Martin Luther, who of course was a famous theologian who many years ago engaged in many uh, weighty theological uh, debates some 500 years ago with friends and uh, colleague theologians, including theologian uh, Philip Melanchthon and they used to debate back and forth the meaning of Holy Communion, of the Eucharist. And uh, one day, according to historians, uh, Martin Luther's friend, Philip Melanchthon, walked into Luther's office and said, Martin, what do you say we debate the governance of the universe today? Martin Luther then put down his pencil and turned to his friend, Philip Melanchthon, and said, Philip, what do you say we go fishing today and leave the universe? up to God. If you find yourself in the middle of a storm this morning. Really and truly, who is better equipped to navigate you through that storm, to calm that storm and bring you through to the other side? Is it you or is it Jesus? THE LORD OF ALL CREATION. IF YOU ARE IN THE MIDST OF A STORM, ALLOW JESUS TO COME ON BOARD THAT BOAT, AND WHEN HE DOES, BE SURE TO SWITCH SEATS. AMEN. LET US PRAY. WISE AND LOVING GOD, As we participate in the sacrament of Holy Communion this day, meet us at this hour. Remind us that truly you are the one who captains our boat and who calms the storms of life. Bring calm to each one of us, O God, in the same way as you brought calm through Jesus to your disciples. Amen. At this time, I would invite all who have communion elements available to them at home to kindly make them available. On the night in which he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and broke it, gave thanks, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body given for you. Eat of this in remembrance of me. And on that same night after the supper was over, Jesus took the cup, gave thanks, gave it to his disciples and said, poured out into this cup is the blood of my new covenant. It's been poured out for the forgiveness of your sin. Every time you drink of this, do so in remembrance of me. God. Send your Holy Spirit to be with these gifts of bread and wine. Through the power of your Spirit, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, so that as we consume these elements, we remember your presence in our lives. We remember you as Lord over all the storms. Amen. This is the body of Christ. As you eat of it, remember Christ, and remember your brothers and sisters in Christ here at United Church. For indeed, we are one body, the Church. Take now and eat. The cup of your salvation and as you drink of it do so remembering that it is christ's blood that has been poured out for you so that you might have eternal life and as you drink of it also remember those who share this cup at united church and will you join me in a closing prayer of thanksgiving lord of all creation we thank you for filling us this morning with your scripture with your word with music and with food from this table may your strength be ours as we face the future unafraid acknowledging that you O god our captain of the ship, the one who can calm all storms. Amen. Go in peace.